Talk Money is a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola. <coughs> For updates, further breakdowns, and past episodes of this podcast, sign up at thetalkmoney.com. If you enjoy our podcast, help us get the word out. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to help us reach more ears. And now you can sign up for our newsletter, where we curate the best money topics of the week from across the internet. It's quick, informative, and most importantly, fun. Sign up at thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Talk Money Weekly, where we talk about current business events paired with our newsletter. I'm your host, Mesh. And today's episode, Vladimir Putin disrupts the stock market. You know, I really wanted to talk about today. I actually wanted to talk about something more fun. It's Super Bowl ads and how many crypto ads there were at the Super Bowl. And I know I'm bringing crypto up again, but listen, those ads were fucking awesome. They were really, really fun to watch. Normally, it's the Coca-Cola ads or the Doritos ads that we think are really great. But in this case, it was actually crypto ads. The Larry David ad for FTX, which is an exchange, was hilarious. Made a ton of sense to me. The Coinbase QR code ad, genius. You know, I mean, whether people thought it was dumb or not, you definitely tried to get that QR code, didn't you? I know I did. And now I'm actually in some raffle for a million bucks, which I really, really, really hope I win. Chances of me winning, I think are high, probably not. And then we had the crypto.com ad, which had LeBron James, an older LeBron James, going back to his younger days before he went into the NBA and giving him a pep talk, talking about the future, which I was very confused about because I'm like, what does this have to do with crypto? But maybe that's the point. I'm sure there's a reason, but I'm too dumb to realize what it is, and I was too lazy to Google it. But I think the whole point is that these crypto ads are becoming more and more mainstream. They're trying to cater to a mainstream audience, similar to what I said earlier. Used to be that we would love the new Coca-Cola ad or the new Pepsi ad or the Doritos ad or whatever ad was making fun of somebody else with big celebrities. That is now these crypto ads. I mean, crypto.com had LeBron James, and then obviously earlier this year, they had one with Matt Damon. So I think they're trying to say that, you know, we are the new Nike of ads. These are the ones that are going to be talked about, and this is now becoming a very, very important brand thing. But that's not what we're going to go down into today because there's real shit to talk about. The two main things that are happening right now that are not crypto and not crypto ads but they are affecting the stock market. And let's be honest, the last month has sucked. The last two months have sucked. I normally don't watch the stock market on a daily basis, which is a lie because it's the first thing I check in the morning, but I don't obsess about it because if you obsess about it, it becomes part of your life. And you know, when you go into therapy, you're just constantly talking about the stock market and you're yelling at your screen all day. And then you're messaging people and you're constantly checking your Robinhood account, your Schwab account, you're going to google.com finance. You're just, again, I'm not obsessing over it because I don't care. You know, it's not like it's bothering me. I was up 50% the other day and now I'm down 50% on my fucking PayPal stock, which is killing me because now I look like an idiot. But the markets are volatile. Why are they volatile? Well, inflation concerns. Inflation is bad. Nobody wants inflation. The costs go up. It hurts everyone's pocket, especially people who have lower wages because that's where it really, really, really gets tight. And that's very unfortunate. Food costs go up. We have energy prices already up, which trickles down to everything. And so the Fed is about to announce a rate hike because when inflation goes up, listen, inflation concerns, you got to curb it in. You got to raise rates which technically has an effect because it's doing the opposite of what we, they were doing before, which was stimulating the markets and pumping asset prices up and stimulating the economy. But now that the economy is somewhat quote unquote healthy and the job market is somewhat decent, but inflation is up, 
rates need to go up. So that's one thing. And then the second thing is the tensions going on between Russia and the Ukraine and Vladimir Putin just like swinging his big you-know-what around, trying to demand things and causing a lot of concern. And we'll get to that in a second. But let's start with number one, rate hikes. The Fed is talking about raising rates a quarter of a percent, which helps reduces concerns around inflation. And obviously, like I said, things are looking somewhat decent. Costs are going up. You got to curve it in. And when rates go up, it's good for savers. You know, you put money in the savings account because you're actually going to get a little bit more. But let's be honest, a quarter percent is nothing. So if you think you're going to be making money in that savings account, you're not. But it does become more expensive to borrow. When it gets more expensive to borrow, it destimulates the economy. It's harder to buy a house. It's harder to borrow for a business. And that is exactly what they're trying to do here. They're just trying to curb a lot of these concerns here. But as a result, because the markets have been stimulated for so long, the markets have been going up. Now we're seeing the markets sell off. It's been rough. I'm not going to lie. You know, we're out of that COVID upswing where markets were being stimulated again and things were going up really, really, really high. Like everything from the Zooms and the Pelotons and tech stocks. We saw a lot of growth tech stocks really, really do well for a long time. And at one point you might have been up significantly on a position and now you're negative on that position. But that's just the short run. You got to think in the long run. At the end of the day, people want to buy healthy companies that can withstand COVID or no COVID, i.e. the Zooms and the Pelotons are proving to be not the best bets for a long term. But, you know, things like Google, things like Microsoft, things like McDonald's, like these are the things that are forever lasting. And those are the things that people want to own. But in the meantime, it's just getting rough. The markets are getting choppy. They're just waiting to see what the Fed does. People are waiting to see what it does to the markets. The markets are selling off. So people are just standing their ground. They want to see when is the right time to come in and start buying things, quote unquote, cheaper. So between that and then the second thing, which is the tensions between Russia and the Ukraine, it just creates a whole level of uncertainty. And there's always uncertainty, right? There's always going to be uncertainty. But this is now uncertainty of potential war. Like, is it going to happen? Is Russia going to invade the Ukraine? And will that affect oil prices? And will that cause all sorts of disruption in the area and around Europe? And then how does that affect the rest of the world? How does that affect global markets? Look, nobody wants war. And we're already seeing oil prices are already up. They're hovering around $100 a barrel, which is adding to the inflation concerns because, again, higher oil costs trickles down and everything else. But when it comes to oil, it's really more of a supply issue as well. OPEC is keeping supply where it is. They don't want to increase production. The demand is there given the economy seems to be doing well or somewhat okay. But the old guys are like, look, bro, we lost a ton of money early COVID and we're going to get it back. Can you blame them? Yes, we can blame them. You know, that's a little douchebaggery move over there. But what would you do? What would you do if you had the choice to keep $100 oil? It's going to benefit you. You could increase supply, lower the cost. But right now you're trying to get money, trying to get that milli. You know what I'm saying? That's what they're trying to do. And then you got Putin just testing the waters. He's just testing the water. He's on his horse, you know, like in Braveheart, just running up and down that border between Ukraine. And yes, it's an unfortunate situation. You got tens of thousands of troops getting ready to invade. But let's be honest, what is he really doing? He's using it as a negotiation tactic. I mean, that is some aggressive negotiation tactics. That's now with Russia going to the U.S. and NATO because obviously they don't want Russia to invade Ukraine. They don't want war. Nobody wants to get involved with that type of shit. It's not good for anyone. It's not good for people. People get harmed in that. Homes get disrupted. Cities get disrupted. It costs a ton of money. I think Putin obviously knows this. I think we all know that he doesn't actually want to invade, but he's using it to negotiate and he's using it to test the U.S. saying, hey, Biden, I see you, pal. And uh, I don't know if you have the cojones to go against me. 
He's letting everyone know that Russia is an emerging power again in the region and the U.S. is not as dominant as they once were. Which, again, everyone's just worried about. Like, can Biden actually handle this situation? Then you got Kamala Harris joining the mix, repping the U.S. in Munich at the security conference, making her stand against Russia. And it's like, yo, where did you come from? You won the election and then you disappeared. We haven't seen you in, like, forever. And suddenly you're back against Russia, out of all things, against Vladimir Putin, which I'll tell you what, you know one wants to mess with this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, someone... (laughs) You need a special someone to go against Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin's like that guy in that episode of The Sopranos, if you watched it, where they're trying to assassinate this one dude who is the Russian, and they lose him in the snow in the wilderness, and this guy just won't die. He gets shot, he gets shot, he got shot. He keeps surviving. I mean, this guy's a menace to society. He's got the balls to do it. He is very much puffing his chest right now, and all of that creates a lot of concern But look, this is not a politics show. This is not a political show. This is a show about money, the markets, and the economy. And the truth is, between inflation concerns and Russia, Vladimir Putin swinging that big man rocket of his, things are getting tight. There's a lot of tension. Markets are going to be choppy. So get your life preserver on, my friends. Hold tight. Just make sure you think long. Zoom out a little bit. Everything's going to be okay. But in the meantime, it's going to get bumpy. That's it for this week. Make sure you're subscribed to the newsletter, thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. And make sure you're checking out our new show, Better Call Paul, our entertainment business show, where my boy Paul Sarker gives us the behind-the-scenes look, the legal and business issues that's happening in Hollywood and the entertainment industry. Sign up on your favorite podcast app, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you choose to listen. Until next time.